0: Hello and welcome to the Missing Peace Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and here we talk about everything related to how we can reconnect to ourselves to live the life we truly want. I am passionate about helping people come back to themselves, feel comfortable in their own skin, and find inner peace, freedom, and fulfillment. I hope that listening to this podcast can inspire you to start your own journey to find the missing piece within. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Missing Peace Podcast. Oh, That's the dog in the background. I'm on about the fourth time recording this intro. <laughs> he's wanting to go for a walk, so he's constantly looking at me and then like moving around because it's usually walk time. But anywho, this episode is with Liz Harris, who is a breathwork facilitator. And really, we just have a beautiful conversation that really flows through a bunch of different topics that I guess under the umbrella term would be of the umbrella term of self-awareness and self-connection. And so we cover the power of breathwork, how we can start breathwork, masculine and feminine energies, connecting to our intuition, embodiment, and so much more. So I think there's a lot of value to be had in this, and uh, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And just before we get started, I wanted to say that my free one-on-one coaching calls are ending on the 28th of February. So this is kind of the last chance to get involved in them and really they're for people who are feeling maybe a bit lost, disconnected, uncomfortable in their own skin, people who are looking for some guidance to just find a little bit more alignment in their lives and reconnect to themselves. So if you're interested, the calendar link will be in the show notes below and uh, yeah, that ends on the 28th of February. And as well, I wanted to say that if you are enjoying the podcast and you enjoy this episode, I would love it if you could share it, if you could subscribe and just let other people know that you're enjoying it. And if you would like to leave a review, then you would receive a free Surrender Meditation. So all you have to do is leave a review on iTunes and just screenshot it. An honest review, please, because, you know, I'm I'm not on about the kind of just just for the sake of having a review, I want honesty. Also send me DMs for anything that you would like to share with me. I would, I'd love hearing from you all. So absolutely please do that. And yeah, screenshot it. Send it to Rebecca Guy at live.co.uk. Uh, this will be linked in the show notes below. And I will send you a free surrender meditation. So without further ado, I will sturm, sturm, stum, And uh, yeah, start the podcast. Well, hello, Liz. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I'm really excited for our conversation today. So, for our audience, would you mind just explaining a little bit about who you are, what it is that you do, and I guess how you've got to where you are now?
1: Yeah. So, a little bit about me is I'm just a human being going through going through this journey of life, like anyone else. And I've had my ups and downs. And through all of it, I really started to focus in on figuring out who I am, what I want and what feels good to me. And that's led me through my struggles with food and body image. It's helped me with setting boundaries. It's helped me finally find breath work and other kind of internal processes, like meditation and now manifestation and all that fun stuff. And it's just been this long journey of not knowing who I am and asking myself the question of like, what's my purpose? And it was only when I started going inward and actually like figuring out my own stuff that the real kind of journey began. And so that's where I kind of am today, a work in progress and happily learning more about myself each day.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And you know what? I feel like I'm talking to myself because that's exactly where uh, where, uh, like where I'm at, I guess, in my journey. So like, how did you, I guess... Realize that you felt like kind of disconnected from yourself and what kind of were the first steps that you kind of took to to yes, yeah, start building a relationship back with yourself
1: the when I really started recognizing it was actually with my relationship to food and my body and I started like many people on kind of a weight loss journey <laughs> thinking you know if I change the external that's the real problem and it was through noticing over time Tracking like the ups and downs of my weight fluctuations, I started noticing a pattern when I thought back to like what was happening in my life as things went up and went down, and there was definitely a correlation. So it was in looking at that, I thought, okay, maybe there's something else going on here. And then I really got into like Tony Robbins and coaching and personal development and self growth, and I've always been like super goal oriented, and so that kind of really was fun for me in the beginning. And it almost became like an obsession in certain ways. And, I, and then I burnt myself out on it. I was like, okay, this is maybe not it. Um, And so I looked again beyond mindset and like really focused on bringing my energy back to me, really focusing on my needs and, Setting boundaries and like what was important to me. And veganism helped me a lot with this too, because not just for the animals, I was so solid, and this is like a core belief for me that it forced me to set boundaries. Like I had to learn how to communicate my needs because if someone offered me a non vegan food, and I don't consider it food to be honest, but if someone offered me something, I had to be able to communicate no to say no, because I was struggled with that beforehand, and do it in a respectful way. Um, And so because I wouldn't cross that line. And so that's kind of been like the journey of like, once I found something that was important to me, veganism, for example, then I started like, slowly just saying no to one thing. And then getting that brought me clarity. And I would do it more often and more often. And like, then I was able to travel and do all these things and as I started traveling and figured out oh I enjoy this that's kind of what brought me back to this and it was through this process too of like veganism going into food and body image of like okay let's go deeper and it just kept going from there
0: Wow yeah thank you for sharing that as well and um, it, it is yeah it's the real power I can hear that you know you, you pick something like say veganism because it you know it fits with your values and, and your priorities and then you can start practicing those kind of setting those boundaries because that's something that you you know you won't tolerate eating anything that isn't you know isn't vegan food and I'm vegan myself as well so I fully get that and then it's kind of the application of that into different areas of your life and then as you said getting like deeper in it you know really what's What's actually underneath my issues with my my body and accepting my body and food? So um yeah, I think it's really powerful to get deeper. And it's interesting actually because I I think it was on um, a Gabby Bernstein um, Instagram post the other day. She was talking about boundaries being a uh, part of your spiritual journey, or either the person that she was uh, talking about was boundaries part of your spiritual journey. So that sounds very much like what you've been doing in order to kind of like connect to yourself, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's. Because things come up when you start saying no and you start, like, because I identified, these are my core values. This is how, like, boom, veganism fits into them. Okay, that was kind of like, got the wheels turning. And then, for example, if I was with my family, and we have all our traditions and things, and they're usually around food, and I had to say no to that. And I remember, as an example, the first holiday that I had when I went vegan was Easter, because I went around, changed around the new year. Um, and I had always cooked all the meals for the family so the big turkey dinner and everything and they asked me to cook the turkey they're like you don't have to eat it you can cook it I was like no (laughs) no I don't want to do that that's like I said some much harsher words because I was more content in those (laughs) days (laughs) that was six years ago Um, and it started but events like that brought up like oh I don't feel supported by my family I don't feel seen they don't like get me And then that's when like, oh, okay, where does the story come from? And then that's kind of like going deeper and deeper. And it's like those like beliefs, that subconscious beliefs that are under there, they kind of surface themselves. And so what seems like an easy thing, quote unquote, easy, is actually like a springboard into like, all right, let's go further. And it's always like going further, going further and like starting to separate yourself. I used to feel guilty all the time like, no, I don't want to do that. Oh, I feel so guilty. It's such an inconvenience to them. But I was so firm. I was like, I'm not going to cook that turkey. Like, I'm not touching it. So it forced me to have to be, confront these things. Whereas before, I would be more of a people pleaser. Now it was like, well, that's not an option. What are my new options? Like, what, where do I go from here? And so that's kind of been like this whole process.
0: Mm, yeah, no, that, that absolutely. I, I fully resonate with all that as well. <laughs> um. And I just wanted to go back as well. You were talking about breath work and you know, you were a breath work facilitator. So how has breath work helped you in this kind of journey of healing, this journey of coming back to yourself? And like, why do we need to why should
1: we practice breath work? I mean, we all breathe, don't we? So like why do we need to have a practice of breath work? <laughs> it's funny you say we all breathe because one of the things when I first started doing it was I was like, I'm not breathing real. I'm not breathing right or correct. And I'm like, whoa, okay. If you're breathing and I'm alive, that means I'm doing it right. And so it just brings up like all those things. And the reason I love breath work is, and you you can get a similar thing, each person's individual from say meditation or something, but it's just that practice of sitting in stillness where all the things start to surface and being present with yourself and really connecting with your body is really powerful because we can get distracted or we keep ourselves busy so we don't have to think about or confront these issues. And that's what breathwork brought for me and it allowed me to have this space where I could be with my emotions because for so long, I was just running away from them. Either I would go travel to literally like physically flee the space that was bothering me um, travel can be a beautiful thing but it can also be an escape and or I would use food to shift my state or use even personal development of like the Tony Robbins style triad to like shift things and breathwork is the exact opposite it's like now we're sitting here and we're just going to pay attention to what's present in us right now and it it's not always like uh, a painful experience or a sad one or anger or something like suppressed within you it can be joyful it can be the whole gamut of human emotions on the spectrum um and also it helps to release like the stored traumas within us and so that's why i call myself like a facilitator is because i'm not here to heal you your body literally knows how to heal itself if you give it the space And so that's really, like, what the beauty is in it. And it's something you can carry with you at any time. Like, you can just take a a breath into your nose and out, and that's calming. Or if you take a a breath in through your mouth, that's more activating. And so just by changing where you breathe through your nose or your mouth, you can have a huge physiological response. And that's how powerful it is. And that's why I love it because it's something, again, it's available to you at all times. It doesn't matter. Like I could be out on the train and something could activate me or sitting in my living room watching the news and something could activate me. And it's like, all right, my breath is here. I can do that. Even if it's just like five deep breaths in and out
0: hmm yeah the the power of stillness right and and like that's like you said what you found kind of through breath work and thank you for sharing those two them two different types of kind of like um yeah breathing through your mouth for a bit more of a stimulating experience and then it was breathing out of the the nose for more calming so do you think that breathwork is something that um you know we can use potentially to help us with uh yeah like stressful situations or anxious situations and and if so what kind of practice would you recommend for that for someone beginning as well
1: for someone who's beginning you can use them in both of those situations for sure um and the one thing i want to note is if you are going to try breathwork reminding yourself that you are in complete and total control throughout the whole experience. And if anything that comes up and it's uncomfortable, just release the breath. So that's the good thing about breath work is you have your body has ownership and it can tell you what you need and if you need to stop or if you want to keep going. So that's the one thing I want to note because when we do breath work, if we're in an anxious state or if we're in a like more emotional state, um, The thing to avoid actually is to avoid using breathwork like I did with other personal development tools (laughs) to shift out of it. And so you need to feel whatever you're feeling. And then once it's been felt, then using breathwork to kind of integrate it. And that's when we start to embody different qualities. That's why my brand is about embodiment is we feel the feels. We have to give ourselves permission to feel the feels. And then we can use breathwork as a tool to help us process it. And so... What I would recommend someone who's beginning is just to do basic breath patterns like box breathing. You can look that up on YouTube, but it's basically you breathe in through your nose for four, hold for four, out through your mouth for four, hold for four, and then start the process again. And it's just very calming. Um, and the most basic, if you're like, oh, I don't even wanna look up on YouTube, is just in through your nose and out through your mouth But making sure you really fully breathe into your belly, into your chest, and then out completely. Um, And I would try and extend your exhale. So if we extend our exhale, that's a really calming breath. So if you're really anxious, getting all that oxygen in and then just slowing it down. Because it's still that process of stillness, of slowing down, of really bringing yourself into the moment. So... That would be that would be where I would start is just trying to slow down your exhales and see where that goes.
0: Mm, that's a really great way to start because it's not like you said over and sometimes we can put ourselves off when we're like oh, i want to try that but i don't know how or it sounds a bit too difficult or i don't want to watch like a youtube video but um and i really like that you mentioned there about the importance of actually not using it as a tool like you said with your personal development to, to avoid really what's going on um but to actually ensure that you're listening to what's coming up um, and then when we listen to what's coming up then we know where to heal and like you said our body is our, our greatest healer it can it, it knows what to do so um you mentioned there about embodiment and obviously that's um the title of your podcast growing embodiment and uh, so what exactly does embodiment
1: mean as such um, like what what does it mean to you as well that's a great, great question um embodiment is really getting in touch with what I call like your true self or your essential self. There's a lot of different names for it, but it's just that awareness that is you. Um, and kind of the gut instinct where you don't have to think about things anymore. It's just like that intuition, you just know. And that's when something is embodied where we're getting out of our head and we're getting back into like, okay, this feels good to me. Or this doesn't feel good to me. And letting that guide us rather than like, I should be doing this or this makes sense logically, even though it sometimes doesn't feel right. You're like, oh, I'm going to do this, but I don't know about it. When you're actually embodied, it's just like this more, I call it like the whisper of the intuition kind of thing, like the ego yells. So when you have those really loud thoughts of like, it can be anything, you know, those I'm not good enough. Nobody loves me. I'm so alone and everyone has their own kind of variation of that. But then that's the, the embodied part of you is like that little like, no, I love you or we should do this or the quick yes or no. It just knows. And so embodiment is really cutting through all of the BS, <laughs> I guess, the limiting beliefs and all that stuff that's there and getting back to ourselves where we just know things intuitively Um, and to me like I was flirting with the idea of alignment versus embodiment when I was coming up with the name but to me alignment is more like intellectual in nature it's like going back to my veganism I have the value of integrity I have the values of compassion and so intellectually okay if I want to have integrity and I'm vegan I don't eat these things or compassion I don't want to harm any being and like it makes sense logically, but embodiment is just like, I just know that about myself. So I just act in this way where I don't even have to think anymore. I go to the grocery store, I get what I want. Or like, this is just my way of living and being. Um, So it's just your way of being. It's just who you are at your core.
0: I love that. That's really cool. And yeah, it is. It's, it's really about like connecting to who we really are and like what it is that we kind of, are are here to do in a way and maybe like what is what is it that we want to yeah do in our lives what do we want to kind of create what do we want to embody so um you mentioned there about intuition and i know that's like a it's a it's a hot topic at the moment really learning how to connect to our intuition so and you mentioned before about the silence and you mentioned before about how it can feel um like your, the ego thoughts in your brain but also like what the whisper of the intuition do you have any other advice about how we can learn to start connecting to our intuition and learning to kind of i guess trust it
1: Yeah, the trust is the key thing, because sometimes we can figure out what our intuition is saying, and we don't like it, or it's hard, or, you know, X, Y, Z reason comes up. Um, So it's really, I think, about building trust with yourself over time. And for me, the example that I can give that is most clear is intuitive eating, (laughs) which I know is also a hot topic right now. But for me, um, intu- intuition is not intuitive at first. And so it's really bringing it to the surface. And the reason I mentioned intuitive eating was like I would journal in the beginning um, how I felt about all, my, all the food that I ate. Um, like physically felt, emotionally felt, oh, this gave me indigestion. Oh, I felt guilty about this, you know, that sort of thing. And so over time, because I practiced it, it made it clear, okay, if I eat this at night, I wake up the next morning and I don't feel very good. And because I had that written out in front of me, it was like this little subconscious part of me started recording it. And I was like, okay. And so I started, the more, the longer I did that, the more that I started recognizing patterns. And then I didn't even have to think about it because I it just became like clear to me that, oh, this makes me feel really good when I eat it. This does not make me feel really good. So it wasn't a question of like, I should or shouldn't do this. It was just like, I was guided by what felt good. And you can do that, not just with food, but with like kind of anything of like, if you make a decision, instead of like releasing judgment afterwards, did that feel like the right decision to you or not? Like, you'll be like, oh, I made a mistake. Instead of being like, why did I do this? Like, Okay, that didn't work out how I wanted it to work out, or that didn't feel good. So then that's, it's just like data points along the way. Um, And like, you could do it as something simple about like, I used to do yoga every single day, because I had to do yoga every day. That's what I told myself. But then I started recognizing, no, this doesn't feel good to me anymore. It's not serving me. And so it's just this constant process of like, observing without judgment. And then, all right, is this serving me? Yes. Okay, I'll continue until it doesn't, and then I can stop, and yeah, it's just observation without judgment, I think is really the key thing, Um, and that can, it can go for anything in your life, but I would say, like, pick one thing that you want to observe, like, if it's exercise, if it's food, if it's, like, relationships, like, if you have a relationship where, with a friend, and you had a conversation, like, oh, I didn't really feel good when I interacted with them, or something, we all have, like, different something in our life that maybe has been nagging at us like this doesn't feel right just start observing it you can keep it in in a journal a note in your phone that's what I often do and you'll start picking up on trends over time Mm,
0: no that's really great advice especially you said about um, observation without judgment because that's really difficult isn't it where we can like you said we can easily spiral into oh my god I hate myself why did I do that I'm so stupid and oh and but it's like kind of that pause before you do that and like learning to just listen to what it's telling you and what like and like you said recording it and being able to kind of notice trends and stuff and the more we do that then I guess we're strengthening what is you know that intuitive muscle as such in inverted commas but um we're kind of like we're listening to it and we're giving it permission to be there as such. And then it's like, oh, it speaks a bit louder and a bit more clearly and we connect to it more. So I think that's really powerful. And it's so interesting you said about the yoga because I'd, I'd noticed that you did yoga. And then, um, last year for the whole of last year, I did the three, six, five days of yoga and I got to the end of it. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll just do you Ugan- 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 as well. You know, like do the 31 days of, of January doing yoga. And I was like, why am I doing this? Because it's it's a bit like you said as well about your yoga and personal development it was it was like I just felt like I had to do it I don't know why but there was a goal in me of like you have to do this every day but was it actually serving me probably not because I was I want to live a bit more of a spiritual life I want to live a life that's a bit more connected so um you know it is powerful to have sometimes these different ways of beginning through like um challenges and things but yeah I don't know if you've experienced that in of your ways like having a challenge and being able to set a routine and then like how do we get that routine to then actually um once we've established the habit how do we then create a bit more of a like a an intuitive flow with something
1: yeah I think that's just through cultivating practices of connecting with yourself like it took me multiple different ways of doing this through yoga. That was a connection to my body through journaling. It was more connection to my emotional body or mental state through, um, walking often to me. That's when I would get like reflective downloads and things. Um, and it all, I did all kind of did all of it. And at the end of the day, it was just like coming back to, Like, does this make me feel good? Instead of like getting rid of all the, I have to do yoga. I did walking for January last year and I had like a sore hip and I was like, no, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna, that was not a good plan. And so, but I wasn't listening to myself. Instead of listening to myself, I made these rules. So, actually, I would say if you feel that you have a rule, like a rigid, I can't deviate from it, that's probably where you need to start reflecting a little bit more if it's something you're doing because you enjoy it and maybe you just don't feel like doing it one day that's different but if you have like i can't eat this or i have to do that or um this is a must like there's no choice then okay maybe before you do it maybe that's when you bring in the like observe observation piece or something because yeah we just have these kind of blind spots i would say um, and sometimes people can notice it for you. My friends and family noticed before I did and just welcoming it, it might hurt at first, but if you are open-minded to yourself or to others, it'll come at you from wherever it needs to come at you. You might be listening to a podcast like this and be like, oh yeah, I do that. Um, you never know. But just like, I think having an openness an open-mindedness, um, that releasing that judgment of like you'll just start recognizing it, I think. Like, that's what happened for me. I started seeing things pop up on social media or in friends and family around me. And I was like, oh, I do those things. Hmm, okay, (laughs) let me pay attention.
0: Yeah, that's such a good point when you say, like, just think about the the, your language around something and you know if you're seeing something as a rule then is that really serving you and yeah I can fully resonate uh, with your story as well there about like just I don't know it's kind of all these different ways that we try out connecting to ourselves and eventually underneath it all we find actually how we do connect to ourselves and it's really hard to explain but it's like a journey that evolves so how you're talking about there about again we're going back to the observation without judgment In the beginning, when we are really judging ourselves and we're finding it very difficult to, I guess, yeah, do this observation of our thoughts and our actions and our feelings without judgment, how can we start at that point to speak more kindly to ourselves or or take that observer position?
1: Mm -hmm. It is really difficult at first, you're right. And that's the opportunity for growth, is this whole... If you think it's going to be easy, nothing's going to change and you'll probably give up. And I think it comes back to like figuring out like, why am I doing this? So that kind of motivates you to keep going even when it's hard. And then giving yourself permission, some people call it permission to be human, or I gave myself permission for everything to be okay. And this is something that I still use, it all gets to be here. Even when I'm struggling today, like things come up and I'm like, oh, why haven't I figured this out yet? Or why did I do that? Or this isn't good enough or whatever it is. I just like bring it back to myself and it's like, what if everything is okay? What's the lesson here is kind of the question I ask myself. What's the opportunity here or what am I missing? How can I see this differently and that kind of takes the pressure off for me, at least, of I don't have to have everything figured out. I don't have to, like, yeah, I'm pissed off. This sucks. And that gets to be there, too. Like, we celebrate the good things and we celebrate the difficult things. We cel- I celebrate everything because it's just, it's all part of this human experience. And so give yourself permission to have those thoughts come up. Like, it's not like we're avoiding all the judgmental thoughts within us, you're allowed to be judgmental. It's just don't try to release attaching yourself to those thoughts. Just observe them and be like, oh yeah, sometimes I'm judgmental. Oh yeah. Sometimes I get angry. Oh yeah. I'm grumpy right now. Like whatever it might be. And just like on my podcast, I talked about like the three A's. The first is like allowance, allow yourself to have these things happen and then the second is acceptance. It's just like, okay, I accept that I'm being judgmental right now. All right, whatever. Not whatever, but like this happens. And then the third is appreciation. And just like, what can I appreciate about this situation? What am I learning? That sort of thing. And I think that's, that's what's helped me through this process of like, it all gets to be here. It's all meant to happen as it's happened. It's all okay even if I don't like it that much right now.
0: Mm, Yeah, I, I love all of that, and yeah, it's um, it is so difficult in the beginning because we've been taught that their emotions are positive and negative, and it's not really that they're positive and negative. And you mentioned before about limit, like I can't remember if that was you on the podcast or before in our conversation, <laughs> but we talked about like the idea of um, you know, limiting, and you've got limiting, and you've got expansive, really, and that's a really great way to then start seeing it differently. And like you said. I guess it's it's growth it's all about growth and really ultimately it's leading us closer to ourselves and it's the embodiment of everything as a whole which yeah is really beautiful so I wanted to ask it's a slight change of uh, topic but I know that it's something I'm interested in you're interested in but to talk more about like feminine and masculine energies so I wanted to just um yeah if, if that's okay I wanted to just explore like Mm, cool what it is about like what what did you discover through your journey of like masculine to feminine what like what does that mean to you and uh, yeah how can we start connecting to um I guess our feminine I mean obviously our masculine as well but I'm, I'm emphasizing feminine there because quite often we're really disconnected from that so so yeah what are the masculine feminine energies and what have you kind of learned from your journey through it
1: well I think that this is actually really connected to what we were talking about before about allowing everything to be okay Because I had so much judgment towards myself and I don't know where it came from. It might've been society. It might've been about my parents' relationship. It might've been, you know, a coping mechanism towards my emotions and expressing them and letting them flow through me. And, um, I just became easier. It was like a protective defensive technique to ignore them, push them to the side. Whereas like the feminine is all about, you know, the feeling, not all about it, but a large part of it is that expression of that openness of having those emotions, um, being that life force. And sometimes that life force is destructive and sometimes it's life giving. And, um, so it was really allowing myself to feel safe to do that. And so that's where like all this personal development and breath work and healing and working with coaches and all that stuff started to create safety for myself that like, once I feel safe, then I can express it. And it's really, it's really interesting. I love feminine and masculine. It's hard, (laughs) not hard for me to talk about, but difficult for me to express it sometimes because to me it's just more like a feeling. Um, But I would say that, the masculine is tend to, tends to be celebrated in our society, like achievement and focus and hitting goals and all of that is really important. Don't get me wrong, that's how we like advance as a society. I love the masculine; it creates safety, it's protective. Like I really love it. Um, and at the same time, if you're feminine at your core, you can often feel like, well, I have to behave that certain way. I have to go out and get degrees and make money and, like, do, 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 do. Whereas the feminine is more about being in the being. And you need both. Like, all of us have both within us, and you need balance. Um, So if we're too much in our masculine, we can often feel burnt out and tired, disconnected, like something's missing. At least that's how I experienced it. And it wasn't until I started actually having, like, people who were men in particular with healthy masculine energy that I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. I really like this. I feel safe. Now I can like start being what I perceive as myself. And one of the other things that I had to get over or not get over work through, I should say, was, um, this judgment towards the feminine It's like, I think I got it from society probably about, you know, being a leech or, being vulnerable being weak instead of seeing vulnerability as a strength it was like as a weakness and it's not celebrated because it's not like tangible creation of things necessarily like you don't have i'm not making 10 million dollars a year at least this is the perception of it when i'm in my feminine i'm in the flow and i'm just being creative um so i was but when i started embracing it The magical thing was like I felt more myself, and it was like it was all okay. It explained certain things like the dynamic I wanted in my relationship. I had felt for so long. I was like, no, I should want to be a strong, empowered woman. I don't want to have a man take care of me. And it's like, well, when I learned about this concept of feminine and masculine, I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense now. Okay, it's it's okay. Like I can be this way and he will actually like me for it and love me for it and adore me for it. And it's like, and that's what I wanted. So it, as I learned about it, it explained different parts of me that I had shamed before and it made them okay. And so that's why I really like, Latched onto and started learning about feminine and masculine.
0: Mm, thank you for sharing that. And uh, yeah, I can again, as you, people are probably like you, bit of a broken record now, but I'm like I can fully relate to all that as well. And getting really stuck in in the masculine, which, like you said, is a really beautiful energy, and we we all we all need it, and we all have it, and and you know, us as a collective need it as well. Um, but I think often the feminine has been shunned, and then this idea of kind of like being introspective and um, having emotions and having way like like kind of like nature that flow with nature that and and knowing that all that is beautiful and okay as well um so do you like how have you got any advice on how we could start connecting to the divine feminine have, what did you do
1: what did I do um I started I would say I started seeking out people who are also had this awareness um so men who are more masculine in nature and actually expressed it and women who are more feminine in nature and expressed it. And then you start seeing the polarity, like the interplay between the two of them. And that made it, I was like, okay, I can start modeling them a little bit and figure out what my brand of femininity or is. Um, and so that was really like interesting. And I was, again, I'm going to mention Tony Robbins, <laughs> but he, he, he talks about this, and that was kind of like the gateway for me. And um, I, I started reading about it from him, and I started actually. The person who really helped me to understand was Alison Armstrong. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her work, and she talks about like the development of men, and she also has. Uh, it's like an, It's on Audible as well, uh, so she's like an expert on men, basically. Like she literally researches men. And so I started reading about them and I got an appreciation for them. And it's interesting that for me, like I was more able to come at it from the masculine point of view, because the masculine is more about understanding too. So it's more, I was, I got frustrated in the beginning. I was like, what's this feminine stuff? Like it's all in flow. Can you just tell me more clearly, which is the masculine, (laughs) it made sense. Um, But then once I started understanding, you know, the motivation behind the masculine and behind masculine men um it made me realize like what my gifts to them are and so how when I understood like a little bit I'm not an expert on men I'll just put that out there but once I started learning and having a curiosity and an understanding and appreciation because I was I used to be terrified of men um and once that shifted It was like, okay, so now I'm the like counterbalance. And then I was able to start feeling safe around men and safe around the masculine energy. So that allowed my femininity to come out. And so that's kind of how I went about the process. And I think we all have our own way. But for me, it was really kind of like the more intellectual reading about it and then understanding it and then relaxing and leaning back, which is going into your feminine. And just kind of exploring it that way and figuring out what it meant for me.
0: Mm, no, that's really great that you've shared like how it has been for your journey. And like you said, everyone is different. We all kind of learn different ways and we come at something with that. Like you said you come at it with wanting to know the kind of the logic and the intellect of it. So coming at it from the, that more of a masculine approach has been like what's kind of worked there as well. Um, and we should also, I guess, probably say in that, like, we all have masculine and feminine within us, right? And, you know, again, Mm -hmm. I'm not an expert either. But, you know, men have the feminine within them as well. Have you noticed anything like different in in men in your lives? And can you notice the feminine in them at all? Have you noticed
1: that? Yeah, uh, like, even with my boyfriend, when we'll be discussing things, and I notice like, when I don't, I wouldn't say necessarily go into the masculine, like, consciously, But I just provide this safe space. Actually, it's more balanced where I'm listening intently from like the feminine like need to connect. Um, But it's like a masculine like space holding. So he's able to be more vulnerable and open and sharing. And that's a little bit more on the feminine side. And so that's kind of the interplay of like he's a masculine man and I'm a feminine woman. And we balance each other out and we can also doesn't mean that I necessarily have to be 100% feminine all the time around him because that would be pure chaos (laughs) Um, (laughs) and he doesn't have to be 100% masculine either and so that's been kind of like yeah and when I'm in my business I feel like I'm in flow sometimes most of the time and that feels good to me but then there's times where I'm like this is the deadline I'm just gonna get this done and so it's just playing I think it's helpful to think of it as play like I don't have to behave a certain way because I'm more feminine like dominant I would say I don't have to be a certain way because I'm more masculine dominant it's like you get to choose and just go back to again what feels good to you um so that's been kind of like interesting I can appreciate as I started learning about it and started understanding men like I like I said I was afraid of them I switched to start seeing instead of the things I didn't like to like, Oh, they do things like, like the example I give is like holding a door open for a woman when she walks through. It was like before when I was in my mask and I was just like, I can open my own door. Like, do they think I'm weak la, la, mm-hmm. la, 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 And that's my own injured part. Um, whereas like now I see that same behavior and I'm like, Oh, it's so nice. They're being thoughtful and helpful and just like taking care Um, And I can appreciate it. So I think that was one of the big perspective shifts for me is when I started learning this, it's like, it just changed how I interpreted certain things about myself, about others. And I was able to look at things with a more positive, I guess, or appreciative kind of lens. Hmm, I love I
0: love the way you said there about play as well. Like we can get kind of obsessed with being well. I know you talked about in your your latest podcast episode about identity as well. And we could be like, well, maybe this is when I'm meant to be feminine, and when this I'm I'm meant to be masculine. And we can get really kind of obsessed with it. But this idea of playing and playing with that energy and working out how it flows within your business, within your relationships, within your relationship with yourself, I think is uh is really powerful. So thank you for that. And just as we're wrapping up, I just wanted to ask you one like final. Question, which is really um, because I, I love affirmations, and I just wanted to ask if you've got a favorite affirmation or there's one that you kind of live by.
1: Um, I guess there would be kind of two. the The one that has been with me like most of my life is everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear, which I think is from George Stair, um, because I've always been someone who's been very fearful. And so now I see fear as an opportunity for growth. It points me in the direction. If I'm afraid of something, it probably means there's something for me to learn. Um, so that's one thing that really, like, kind of guides me. And um, the other one would be that I have everything I need within me. And so it's just coming back to that, like, everything's going to work out. I have the answer within me. Um, I just have to like trust and connect with it. And so that's been really, really powerful to me. It's just like, yeah, I do have everything. I, It's all available to me and it'll present itself when it presents itself.
0: Wow. I, like it's crazy because so that first one I had written on my vision board and the second one is one that I always go to as well as so I have everything I need within me. And what I think is really beautiful about the ones you've chosen is it kind of like shows your story of reconnecting to yourself there as well. So that kind of embodies, it embodies some parts of your journey. So um, they're really cool. I love that. Like we've got really similar ones there. Yeah. No surprise, I guess. But, um, yeah. but yeah, as we're, yeah, as we're wrapping up, Liz, um, thank you very much for being in the show. Could you uh, just share with the audience where it is they can find you and what it is that you're offering at the moment?
1: Sure. Um, You can find me pretty much everywhere at Growing Embodiment Instagram. Um, Facebook is the Growing Embodiment Community. And you can join my Beautiful Beings list where you can get updates on the podcast. So I've got the Growing Embodiment podcast as well, uh, which Becca is going to be on. So looking forward <laughs> to that. <laughs> and I offer breathwork uh, courses as well. So you can find me elizabeth harris or on instagram and we'll see if we're a good fit for breath work brilliant
0: thank you for sharing that i will link all this in the show notes for everyone so if you want to kind of check her out all the links will be there and again thank you so much i've really enjoyed this conversation with you liz and looking forward to uh recording now for your podcast yeah thank you Hey everybody, before you go I have recorded a surrender meditation which is perfect for anyone who is feeling a lot of resistance in their life, feeling tension in their body and struggling to relax and find calm. It is also great for you if you're feeling lost, directionless, maybe as though you lack purpose and it's a short recording that you can use every day to release this tension and learn to go with the flow. If you'd like to receive this all you need to do is write an honest review about the podcast, screenshot this review and send it to Guy at live.co.uk and I will send a meditation straight over to your inbox everything will be linked in the show notes below i hope you enjoyed the episode and see you next week